1: is the indiana outdoor show so great to be with you happy post fourth of july maraca what a beautiful weekend we had here except we had a little pesky storms rolling through it seems like tis the season for that holy smokes one minute it's sunny out the next minute it's you know a deluge but that's what we do here in indiana we do it well and a lot of folks hurting from being uh, struck by uh, Mother Nature at her finest, but it's still, she is perfect in all her glory. So many opportunities to get out in the great Indiana outdoors. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. We're going to take it the pace down a little bit, kind of visit with some of our friends on Indiana Outdoors. Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine, is going to be joining us. And uh, it is always great to visit with Brent. He is. Not only an award-winning Hoosier journalist, outdoor writer, but he sits as editor of Guns Magazine, and he's full of stories all the time. You never know where he's going to be. It's like, where's Waldo? He's going to join us. Ginger Murphy, you know her. She's the sunshine of the Indiana Outdoor Show. State Parks had a big weekend over July 4th, but they, too, are dealing with Mother Nature Day in and day out, we're going to find out how you can find out what's going on in the state park you plan to visit with some of their tools that they have, which are great resources to keep in your back pocket. I want to find out what caves are open. You know, if you want to get away from the heat, better place, no better place to do it than a cave, right? We have some great caves here and they've been closed for a bit. We're going to find out the status of those. And then Joe Thomas. You know him from hosting so many great outdoor shows like Ultimate Match Fishing, uh, Steels Reel in the Outdoors, blah, blah, blah. He's going to tell us what he's been up to, and this is kind of the time of the year where they get ready for what's a breakneck pace. We're going to be able to catch up with him, still one of the finest people, one of the hardest working in the outdoor business. So... With that, I don't want to take any time away from Brent and all the others. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. I'm your host, Brian Pointer. back after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a great day to be alive here, mid-July. Corn is growing, it's hotter than Hades, and we are so thrilled to be in the air-conditioned studios of Network Indiana, and as you know, we're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives I, your host, Brian Pointer. We're having a little casual Saturday here with some of our favorites, and none better than he who sits atop the throne of Guns Magazine, Brent Wheat. It's great to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors. How have you been? I've been glorious and I've been on the road quite a
2: bit. So, it's been it's been kind of busy and actually I got to say it's drier here than the desert southwest I've been in. It seems like it's Where, crazy.
1: You've been out to gunsite again?
2: Oh yeah, I was out there. I was hunting in Texas. Uh I'll be leaving for western Illinois here shortly. It's kind of been a a road month.
1: Well, that's what happens when you sit up atop your empire, editor of Guns <laughs> My Magazine. Empire award-winning outdoor rider great friend of indiana outdoors and all those who enjoy the firearms industry so we got to take this down break it down one at a time let's talk about it what were you doing in texas
2: well, I was out there as a guest of Ruger with the new Marlin 336. It's not new obviously, but Ruger purchased Marlin and they have brought out the new their version of their lever guns and these things shoot like a house of fire, so they uh, invited me out to the Mark Ivy Ranch in West Texas and I shot a really nice axis deer uh, about uh, we measured at 82 yards he took about four steps and and went down so the 30 30 did its thing it's you know, a really old cartridge, but in the Marlin three thirty six, we were we were getting like one MOA at a hundred yards, which is pretty crazy. Because when Remington owned Marlin, uh, the quality had kind of gone downhill. So now that Ruger owns them and they're bringing back the eighteen ninety five, the three thirty six, uh, if you haven't bought a Marlin lever gun, it is time you need to go do that.
1: Well, that is interesting because what a great legacy gun, what part of our history, etc. Glad to hear that they're on the rise. And then I heard you say you were in the desert southwest. Were you back out at Gunsight, one of my favorite places?
2: (laughs) Yep. I was out there as a guest of Stoger Arms, and people tend to think of them as shotgun folks. Uh, They've got the STR9. It is a striker fired nine it's been out since like 2019 but they've come out with a whole uh mama bear baby bear papa bear kind of thing they've got everything from a full bells and whistles competition pistol down to a subcompact and so we put those through the paces out of sight, and i'm really impressed it uh they probably get mad at me because i say there's nothing all that remarkable about them except the price a really good price for, for any of the, the different guns. They have different price points, but it's just a good, solid striker fired nine with everything you need, nothing you don't. And the crazy thing is they run. Uh, we had a whole bunch of writers and, and, uh, video folks, and we shot the heck out of these pistols and there were zero malfunctions. So, uh, I'm, I've jumped on the Stoger STR nine bandwagon, so you you cannot go wrong with those pistols. Well, that's an unsolicited comment. <laughs> well, don't,
1: yeah, the opinions expressed here are purely those of the host and his guest. <laughs> now, the, as I, I, you nailed the the proverbial uh nail on the head there because I was I would have only thought of Stoger as a shotgun, and right. I think that's fantastic. So now they have. Is this their first venture into that?
2: Yeah, uh, they've had some pistols in the past that were very short-lived, and uh, this one, I, I was impressed because we were out there with a lot of their engineers and folks, and they literally started with a clean sheet of paper and said, let's uh, borrow some of the great ideas that are out there in the marketplace, and they've done a really good job. So I was I was prepared to be underwhelmed, and I was very surprised
1: interesting brent wheat editor of guns magazine regular contributor here on indiana outdoors so you shot this axis is that the first time you've shot an axis i've never done that
0: oh
2: actually i i did one three years ago got a real nice one it's sitting here on the wall right behind me in my office and i actually got a better one this time it was uh there for folks that don't know they're a deer from india they've got a beautiful spotted coat that looks like a fawn, only full, you know, full-size animal. And they're about the size of a whitetail. The one I, I killed was 239 pounds and had a 39, I think it was, and a half-inch rack. Uh, so these things are, are are giant antlers. And it's funny, they're completely the opposite of whitetail. So when I was out there two weeks ago, they were in the middle of rut chasing chasing the ladies and doing all that. So we had a, a. if you count the time we were on the four-wheeler uh, tracking him, uh, tracking the girls, it was several miles. And then we uh, he kind of got his ladies corralled up on a hilltop, and so we slipped off into the oak scrub and did about a half-mile stalk. And it was funny. I was laying over a wire fence post, and two of the does came out and stared right at us. They knew something was going on. And I'm going, oh no, 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 no! And he came out just as pretty as you please, broadside, like, "Hello, ladies, how's it going?" And uh, he got a bullet for his troubles. So look at you, was, look at you quoting
1: great the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> 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 Hello, ladies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and the funny thing was, there
2: was actually an elk behind him, and I didn't see him. The the guide was like, "Did you see that elk?" And I'm like. No, I was kind of focused on the giant deer I was trying to harvest, (laughs) but it was, it was something, but, uh, it was funny. I mean, we, we were trailing him the whole way and he, he wasn't running from us. He was running after the ladies, and uh, so he uh, he paid he paid the ultimate price for trying to find some romance.
1: But uh, don't we all in the end? Don't we? Don't we all in the end? Exactly.
2: (laughs) We better leave that there. But uh, every guy knows what we're talking about. But uh, as mentioned earlier, the the
1: opinion the opinions of the host and his guests are clearly his own.
2: But the cool thing about Axis, besides the the coat, the huge racks, all that, it's some of the best meat you've ever eaten. In fact, I I did some steaks for some friends of ours and didn't tell them it was deer. And he's like, this is the best steak I've ever eaten ever. And I said, well, it's a deer. And he's like, no way. That's not venison. I said, it sure is. So I I highly recommend if you either find it for purchase, which is pretty tough to do, but if you ever get the chance to go hunt an Axis, um, it is fantastic fun, and the meat is incredible. So I've got about 150 pounds of, of great meat in the freezer now.
1: So happy to get Well, you are the editor of Guns Magazine, and we'd love to talk to you. You've already mentioned a couple of the new opportunities for uh, that you've been out in the fire lane, so to speak, trying it out. What else are you guys talking about? And you also have a great, uh, very popular podcast for Guns Magazine. What have you guys been talking yep.
2: about? Well, uh, I just got back from Missouri also. Like I said, I've I just kept a backpack. I was with my uh, my former boss, Roy Huntington, who's well-known in the industry, and we did some machine gun shooting. We shot a suppressed MP5, and my wife actually got to do that, and she made a noise I've never heard my wife make after she <laughs> oh, <Lord>. dumped, <laughs> dumped a magazine, and she's like, I like that. She sounded like – him, what's his name uh, on Tool Time, yes. making that kind of noise. Yes. She's like, I want one of these, but the gun's fifty thousand dollars now. Oh my! Um, so I said, you're not, you know, we're not going to do that. But we'll we'll find some more friends that have these. But uh, that was that was big fun. And uh, Roy is a very uh, uh, good pistol smith, and he presented her with a two tone fuchsia ruger wrangler 22 single action and that's her little pew pew gun now and she's she's thrilled to death by that so (laughs) it's been fun but uh yeah we've we've done a lot on the podcast i recently interviewed uh, author james tar and uh, a guy that i ran into named zach benton who was on naked and afraid and we talked about what it's like to be naked in the jungle with an attractive female partner and and all the things that go along with that. And uh, folks ought to listen to that. That's uh, episode 188. And uh, I'll leave some of what he talks about to the imagination. All right, uh, let's
1: just stop and hover for a second here. Would you ever do that? No, not at all. I cannot see any circumstance under which I would do that. It looks miserable.
2: Oh, it is. It's awful. And he's a, a former Marine Scout sniper, and he's been a firefighter. And he he enjoyed the part of figuring it out, because they, they literally give you a fire starter stick, a, a ferrocerum stick, and that's it. And of course, you know, everybody always questions about the, the nudity. And he said, you know, after about, Five minutes, that doesn't really enter into it. You're more worried about bugs and water and food and all that. And he lasted, I think, 21 days. His partner lasted like two. Um, but it was just absolutely awful. I look at this, he wants to do I've it se- again.
1: I've seen that. Oh, my God. He's crazy. I've <laughs> seen a few episodes of that. It's never been one of my gigs, and I usually like that kind of stuff. But what yeah. is the premise of being naked? Did he go into that? Why naked?
2: Yeah, well, it's it's more the whole idea of you're not taking anything with you, and and I talk about it on the podcast, but we also talked about it over over beverages uh, out at FTW Ranch where he's an instructor, and I said, come on, seriously? And he goes, no, it's it's absolutely. The camera crew comes by daily to kind of film you, but you also got a little camera, and otherwise you're naked. And uh, he said, one of my greatest triumphs was coming up with some shoes to wear out of bark. So I'm like, okay. And he goes, yeah. And he tells the story they, they spooned during a horrible storm because they were freezing to death. And, of course, I made some inappropriate comments <laughs> off the air. And he goes, no, dude, we were. it was awful. We were trying to survive. We were shivering, even though it was, I think it was Costa Rican jungle. And he goes, again, the nudity, it, it's out the window because you're really trying to stay alive. And then okay. I've,
1: as I've watched this and what turned me off to it was like, I just see their bodies and the bugs oh, yeah. and the, bugs and the and I'm looking at that. Going, yeah, you have. There's no way. <laughs> hey real real quick, I need to shift because I too had a moment here on the last uh, couple of weeks. Do you ever watch the show alone? oh yeah. Yeah. You, well, there was a gentleman from Indianapolis who was on season seven ah. of Mo, of Alone, Amos Rodriguez. You remember him, probably, because he was on Alone Frozen, which was a follow up spin off show one season, and he's been on five episodes of the Alone Challenge, which followed huh. the series. He's had more airtime than any person on the series. Absolutely oh, wow. wonderful guy and he was our guest last week on indiana outdoors he is cool. uh, a native of ecuador has a great history it's a it's an unfortunate history in his youth but led to his survival skills and now he's passionate about teaching others the primitive lifestyle and he teaches youth he's got a great new youtube channel it was just a real pleasure to have him on he was such a great guy and one of my favorites
2: wow very cool well, maybe we'll we'll trade phone numbers after we get off the air.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say between uh naked and afraid and Amos who had who had a pack of wolves come in trying to steal his fish I'm you know, oh my I, God, I look at that I love alone. I have not missed an episode. People know this if <laughs> they've listened to the show. Love, love, love the show. I literally would tap out as soon as the helicopter got out of sight. I want to think I'm a. I, th- I want to think I'm a big burly guy, right? Yeah. I just know myself well enough that maybe until the sun went down, and the first time I hear something growling or sniffing <laughs> at my feet, I'm like beep. I, I officially tap. I'm out. Come and get me <laughs> and bring well, see, a cheeseburger. I,
2: yeah, I I think I could go a little longer than that, but the whole thing that hangs me up is I'm, I'm believe it or not rather modest, and when Jim was or uh, Zach was talking about. Not exposing himself too much to the camera. I thought, I I don't want to have to go and worry about critters and leeches and bugs and rain and showing off everything, all of nature's gifts or lack thereof.
1: You know, we'll just just leave that alone for a second because over cocktails, (laughs) you and I can have another conversation. But in the meantime, (laughs) uh, tell us about uh, we've talked about your podcast. Where can people find it? What do they got to look forward to? What's going to be on the shelves coming up?
2: Well, it's both audio and video now. The video has really taken off. So you can check us out on YouTube uh, at FMG Pubs. And then the audio podcast is on all of the various and sundry audio uh, directories. And, of course, at gunsmagazine.com, our website, you, you can listen and watch it there. So we've done all kinds of great stuff lately, pistol optics and bedside guns and uh, should you buy a machine gun. And uh, the, uh, let's see, the September issue is, of the magazine just hit the stand yesterday. And we got the Dan Wesson DWX on the cover and a bunch of other fun stuff. So it's been busy as usual.
1: Well, that is so great. It's always good to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors. Best of luck to you. And we're going to save for your next travels for our next opportunity to get together, as you always do. Thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors, my friend. Absolutely. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. Brent Wheat, one of my favorites, one of yours, too, editor of Guns Magazine. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. So great to be with you. Great to be with Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine. And here we are. It's already July. Yes, I know. That means a lot of opportunities, a lot of folks hitting waterways, lakes, a lot of people hitting state parks, outdoor fun everywhere. We made it through the 4th of July. Hopefully you did too. Happy belated. We are brought to you by... Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. We're making progress, still a lot of work to do, and we couldn't do the show without them. We thank you for that. To thank the stations that carry us, and as mentioned at the top of the hour, one of our favorites, we're just kind of taking a casual stroll through some of our favorite contributors here, Ginger Murphy, who is with the Division of Parks, and man, oh man, if you like heat, we've had it, and humidity, but that makes great camping for a lot of great outdoor activities. How you been?
3: I'm doing great. How about
1: you? Well, I'm doing really well. Uh, About a month post-operative with a new hip and all is good. And uh, great to be back in the studio here as we bring Indiana Outdoors here mid-July already. Can't believe that we're doing that, but that creates opportunities for you and state parks. They have never looked better. I've been in a couple of them since the spring and a lot to be proud of.
3: Well, thank you, Brian. It has been a, a busy spring and summer for us. We are we are seeing uh, high numbers of people using our properties, both camping and out on the water and day use and at our inns and so we're excited to have people visit. Um we're you know, one of the things that um this past weekend was Fourth of July weekend, the long weekend of course and um, we had on um, Thursday and Friday, boy, we had some storms across the state that just kept coming. Yes, they did. Um, <laughs> it felt like they were never going to be over. And we had five or six properties that lost power um, in the inns and in the campgrounds. And uh, it reminded me that one thing it's good for people to keep an eye on if they're visiting is our property advisories page or property alerts page. Um, it's, we, we, don't normally post electrical outages unless they're going to be there for a while, be around for a while on that page, but we did this weekend just because there were so many campgrounds affected. But it's a good place before you get in your car and head out to check and make sure if there's any traffic detours uh, around a property. We've had two or three properties over the last couple of years where you kind of had to go around the barn to get there because of road construction and road improvements, which are needed. Um, And then sometimes, you know, if the pool, the public pool is closed for some mechanical purpose, maintenance, those kinds of things, or any number of issues can happen, and it's a good, uh, trails closed for some reason, it's just a good page to check, and you can just Google Indiana State Park property alerts. That's probably the easiest way to get to the
1: whole page. You do such a great job with keeping everyone up to date, plus posting activities, which are always prevalent in our state parks. A lot of folks enjoying the water benefits of our state parks, and I think that's sometimes underestimated what what a value that is when you can stay and take advantage of some summer savings in our inns and go to the parks that have pools and water parks and others. Tell us about that.
3: Sure. Well, um, for for this summer, our state park inns have a, a 25% discount on the best available rate Sunday through Thursday. So we get lots of folks this on weekends. We fill up a lot on weekends, but uh, there's usually space available at our inns on the weekdays. So um, just like our winter special, two nights for one, in the summer, at any of our inns, if you stay two or more consecutive nights um, you can get a 25% discount. So, um, and all of the inns have a pool or um, a, a pool that's associated with the inn or an aquatic center, except for McCormick's Creek and for Harrison. Of course, the inn at Spring Mill is closed right now for complete renovation. So, but Turkey Run is open. Canyon Inn is open, Clifty Falls is open, Brown County, A Martin Lodge is open, so Pulkagan, Pottawatomie Inn is open. So if you want an air conditioned place to stay, then inns are great. If you want to swim in the parks We have public pools that are open at many of our parks and then beaches at most of the others. So lots of great ways to be out on the water. We have rental canoes and kayaks in a lot of places. So lots of ways to enjoy the water while you're in our parks.
1: Well, as you know, we love to keep people posted and you have so many things, but it it has gotten hotter. It's gotten more muggy, but you know one of the best places to be is a cave. That it's constant constant temperature down there. What do we got going on in our cave system? (laughs)
3: Exactly. Well, we're excited that our caves are back open. Uh, You know, we had had to have them closed down for several years because of um, white-nose syndrome and bats to try to keep it from moving from cave to cave. And then we had the pandemic, so we had them closed during the, the COVID pandemic. But our caves at Wyandotte State Recreation Area are back open for tours this summer for the first time in a few years. So you can do a two-hour tour that's a, a longer tour in Big Wyandot and that's pretty strenuous, or you can do a half-hour tour at Little Wyandot, um, and that the the schedule is on their page so you can read about it. Um, but the the Big Wyandot cave tours are there's a couple a day. Little Wyandot you can. They start at 9 o'clock in the morning and run on the half hour, and there are charges for those, but um, it's a great opportunity to get out of the heat and also experience some of the unique features of the cave. You can also do a, a, a boat tour, Twin Caves Boat Tour at Spring Mill. Um, that um, Those are open, and you've got to um, make a reservation on site for those you can't call and reserve them in advance, but it's another great place to... Um, the get both get on the water in a boat and, with a guide, go into Twin Caves. So a couple of places. Wolf Cave at McCormick's is closed this summer because of the uh, trail being blocked from the tornado that happened in March. But you can go to Donaldson's Cave on your own at Springville. we got a great new accessible side, sidewalk or walkway uh, to Donaldson Cave. You can also uh, do one of our cave tours. So another great place to get out of the heat if you want to.
1: Ginger, you always do such a great job in state parks. Thanks for being the spokesperson, as always, a great cheerleader. We are a big fan of our Indiana state parks and properties, and we encourage everybody to get out and do that here on Indiana Outdoors. And most importantly, wish you a safe and cool rest of the summer. We look forward to catching up with you again real soon.
3: I'll be happy to talk to you again, Brian. Have a great rest of July and into August.
1: Absolutely. Ginger Murphy, everybody, one of our favorites on this little casual midsummer stroll through some of our favorites. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Don't go anywhere. Joe Thomas is next right after this. Great day, what a beautiful July here in the Indiana Outdoor Studios, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're having a little summer break here a little bit, kind of taking a little stroll with some of our favorite contributors here on Indiana Outdoors. Many thanks to those who are listening. Thank the stations that carry us. It's hot. It's a great opportunity to get out and experience state parks and properties. Ginger Murphy always bringing us up to speed. One of my other favorites, speaking of being outside and on the water and doing fun things, you never know where Joe Thomas is going to be, but he is here with us again today. Joe, I I love following you around. Of course, you are the host of so many different TV programs I can't keep track of. You're one of the hardest working guys. You're one of the nicest guys in the outdoor media. And first and foremost, happy July. How you been?
0: Everything's great, man. Had a good weekend. I actually got to be home for a change uh, for a couple of days um, and uh, just uh, rolling right along. Yeah, I've got some some cool trips planned coming up here starting the end of the month and uh ultimate match fishing debuted last week so that's rolling right now the new episodes are up and getting a lot of feedback on that and everything's good
1: i was going to bring that up but you led right into it ultimate match fishing one of those shows that i is just wildly popular and new season just started where are we two weeks in now
0: yeah, this, uh, actually, uh, this, this coming weekend, starting on Friday, uh, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, is our, um, our run schedule. We run four times over three days, but, um, uh, this is the second week. So last week, uh, it was, uh, um, Brian Salzman and Gary Klein. They, they duped it out. It was a tough match. They didn't catch a whole lot, uh, but it came down to the end and Klein caught uh, a nice fish and, and he advanced and, uh, yeah, you know, he's such a cool guy. I, I just read the other day, a couple of days ago, that he just uh, chalked up his 200th top 10 finish in major tournaments. Now think about that. That's
1: insane. Yeah. You had a long run. what do you have?
0: Uh, you know what? I'd almost have to go back and look at that, but I can promise you one thing: it wasn't it wasn't as long as Klein's, and it I didn't have that many top tens. It does, but I I, I was known for the guy. You know, I I had several seconds in Bassmaster. I would my 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 thing for a while, which was not a good, uh, you know, uh, note to have footnote to have by your name. But I had uh, fished more tournaments without a win than anybody i'd had seconds and thirds and fourths and 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 never won one so it was it was kind of always stuck in my crawl but hey i hung around for 30 years 25 30 years and did it so it's all good
1: well you've made your vocation your vacation you're seriously one of the hardest working guys in the outdoor media and i imagine now with a little bit of a break because you're going to be busy traveling and doing your shows for all the other stuff what do you got planned coming up here this fall
0: Well, um, you know, you, you did mention we've got, I've got several shows that I host, host and co-host. Um, we're, you know, this fall we will uh, um, all the steel's reel and the outdoors shows will begin airing in October. But right when they begin airing, that once they hit the air, that's when we start filming for the following year because we're always a year ahead. And um, but uh, I'm going to start a little bit earlier this year. Uh, we're going to go up to Manitoba and do a fly-in, uh, uh, you know, up by the Arctic Circle for you know big lake trout and pike, and it's going to be when they're shallow, and I'll be able to catch them on top waters and I think even the you know our core audience is bass I think they'll really like it and then for the hunting guys out there I, I've actually uh I did, there there's a couple of key tags that I did not draw this year, but I, I drew a really great uh, Wyoming mule deer antelope archery tag, and uh, I've got a tag for New Mexico elk again this year, and uh, so I'm excited. You know, that that show air, yeah, airs here in a couple weeks, and it's probably one of the best shows from last year, uh, one of the best shows I've had in, in a long time, so it's just It's a lot of cool stuff. Like you said, the vocation is the vacation.
1: Well, you mentioned uh, that you're very, you didn't mention it. I'm going to say you're very smart. See, it's what, 95 with 100% humidity here. And what are you going to do? You're getting ready to go to the Arctic Circle. God love (laughs) you. You're a smart man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the only thing is, is, is they have a saying up there is this is where the where mosquitoes are made. That's <laughs> The only bad thing about up there that time of year is you deal with a lot of the bugs, but it will be you, typically even in the mornings in the, in August, in you know, July, August, it's, it's right around 35 degrees, 35 degrees in the morning, which is awesome. You know? So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's all good.
1: Joe Thomas is our guest, host of Ultimate Match Fishing and several other shows that you've already mentioned. And as you get, you know, your calendar's booked all the way ahead, but you got show seasons as well. understand you're headed down to ICAST. What is that and tell folks about it.
0: Yeah, ICAST is a is a it's an industry event. So pretty much everybody that's involved with with fishing, you know, saltwater, freshwater, uh, lure manufacturers, rod, reels, tackle, uh, the buyers, the retail buyers, buyers like your Bass Pro and your academies, and that their buyers are coming in looking at all the new stuff. So uh, typically, that's where everybody's together. So if you're, you know, if you have a TV show or you're a pro angler, um, you're usually there, you know, kind of doing some meet and greet, and then also that's when you get a chance to kind of sit down and have your meetings with your your sponsors and say, hey, you know what, you know, you know what can we do better next year? What did you like? What did you didn't? What didn't you like? And uh, it's just a a real it's a real busy time to, you know, when you're there, but man, it's cool because all the new stuff is out. You'd see all the new products and that kind of thing.
1: Joe Thomas is our guest and I uh, love visiting with you. And of course, you're one of the hardest working guys, all your sponsors. I know this is a busy time where you kind of get things shored up and this is the business part of what you have to do. And a lot of people don't realize this is 365 days a year. It's just not those weekends where you're hosting shows and a lot of work goes into that and logistics and you do it all yourself still, don't you?
0: Yeah. You know, I've always, you know, I, I, I looked at it a lot of different ways. I, you know, back in the day, you know, I dabbled with having an agent and a a booking person. And I just kind of realized eventually that, you know, it, it is, it is more time consuming, but nobody can sell you and your your, yourself or your product, which is our TV shows better than me. I'm the host. I, and that's the people they want to talk to me. So I, I you know, I do the sales myself. I um, I'm very fortunate. I have a, a great office manager uh, producer, uh, Jim Kramer, that handles all the logistics. So basically, you know, if, if, if there's something that, that needs to be sent out, boom, it's done. And he has all the assets, their video uh, and graphics, any, anything I need to do. So basically I'm the lead guy and then he follows up, and he's the one that makes everything look pretty and, and fulfills what I promise, you know what I mean? So he, he gets mad at me sometimes. But, yeah, that's a big part of it. And the, what a lot of people don't realize about competitive angling or outdoor TV or whatever, they see the the cool, fun part, which is the tournaments, catching the bass, and, and uh, you know, the TV shows and what you're doing there. But the the, the industry and the sponsors, whether they be – you're non endemic like like we have steel and we have pelican and we have X mark mowers and people like that that are really not directly related to fishing or hunting. But that's where their audience is. So in a nutshell, you've got to you've got to have the sponsors to pay the bills. And that's what drives it. I mean, that's how we make our living and that's how we pay for our airtime. And a lot of people don't really understand that. And, you know, a tournament angler typically in a year, if you ask any of them, even the guys in the top 100 rankings, you know, I'd say on an average year, most of them win about as, you know, there's a few exceptions, of course, but most of them win about as much as they spend on entry fees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the sponsors are where they, that's how they feed their family and pay their mortgage. So it is a business related sport and you got to be a good fisherman, but you also, you know, or a TV show host, but you also uh, got to be able to sit down in front of a computer and make calls and you put up with you. rejection and follow-ups <laughs> and stuff like that, and I, and and that's that's a lot of what I do in the summer. That's what this month, leading up to going to Manitoba, will be dedicated to. I can't imagine me, that my, from from people.
1: I, I can't imagine that anybody doesn't return your calls, Joe. You're still one of my favorite people.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and and uh, and that's why I always return yours because yeah. you make me. You, you you're one of the few guys that makes me feel really good about what I've done, <laughs> and and, I, and make me appreciate myself a little bit more. And God I thank you, you for that.
1: Hey, brother, yeah. be good. Have a safe summer. We'll catch up real soon. And uh, thanks for being a part of Indian Outdoors.
0: All right. You have a good
1: one. My pleasure. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I, your host, Joe Thomas, one of the finest guys you'll meet. Check him out on any number of TV hosting duties on any station. (laughs) I'm almost not kidding. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. We're going to be back right after this. we were going to have a little fun. Take a little slower pace. We did that. I love catching up with some of our regulars and our contributors here on Indian Outdoors. They're the bread and butter. They're the backbone. They are everything that you would expect uh, when we have them on Indian Outdoors. Joe Thomas, seriously, one of the hardest working guys in the outdoor business. But not only that, he's just one of the most nice guys and always gracious to give us time on indiana outdoors you heard ultimate match fishing just starting its season he's got some summer trips gave us a little peek behind the curtain on what it takes to be an outdoor show host it's a business and he takes it so seriously but always gracious with us here ginger murphy great tips on the property alerts we've had weather we've had some diversions from weather and trees and construction great advice from her as always brent wheat editor of guns magazine he doesn't he never disappoints he always has some great adventures talks about his great podcast and all the things that goes on at guns magazine we have so little time we wish we had more but remember turn in a poacher 1-800-TIP-IDNR stay cool But still, go outside and enjoy this great Indiana outdoors. Be safe. I'll see you outside, everybody. Have a good weekend.